Welcome to the Greystone Church Podcast. We are so grateful you're here. On this episode, we are listening to a teaching from our 2022 Women's Conference. The theme of this conference was Faith Over Fear. These ladies were challenged with surrendering our worries to God and given practical ways to live out their faith in their lives, even when fear and worry try to overcome us. We pray that you are blessed with this message and that God will impact your heart. Let's listen. I was worried about it falling in the potty, really. (laughs) I was really worried about that. That's hard to maneuver. (laughs) Okay, I'm sorry, y'all. I'm real, that's for certain. All right. Wow, 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 wow. Okay, goodness gracious, y'all. How do you finish that? Praise God that you are better. I didn't know she was so sick. Oh my God, how many of us have had COVID? Raise your hand. You don't have to do that. (laughs) I think everybody's had it, right? Whether you've had vaccines, I've had vaccines and boosters and I I got it. So it's, you know, whatever, praise God. It was a mild case and I'm so blessed that it wasn't very difficult. Okay, now this afternoon for just a little while, we're gonna finish up with some pointers and some things you really do need to know what to do. There are steps, there are things you have got to put in place in order to overcome fears in your life. And that's so important. Because when you unmask your heart and you're allowing God to be in full control, guess who doesn't like it? The enemy. He does not like it. And so you think you were under attack before, it doesn't get any easier. He is going to attack, attack you harder than ever before. And, and Peter reminds us of this and what we have to do. And this is found in 1 Peter 5, 8. And it says, be alert and of sober mind. Your enemy, the devil, your enemy is who? The devil. He prowls around like a roaring lion looking for someone to devour. He is never satisfied. So he is going to ta- attack. And when it happens, it's so easy to give in to fear. It's in the air. It's, it's, I can't tell you the times it'll fa- it's found its way into my heart. God doesn't desire for us to live in fear. When we are held hostage, and that's what it does, when we are held hostage by fear, we can't grow in our relationship with God. We cannot grow in our relationship with God. It's like we are still in the kitchen asking for help, but never leaving the kitchen to get it. God wants us to be an overcomer, right? Overcoming fear. How do we do that? So today I'm gonna talk about kind of two ways. They kind of roll together. One supports the other, really. But the first thing is that in order to confront fear, it's going to be faith. I think a lot of the little tables had things on there about fear over faith. Faith over fear, it is so true, y'all. The first way to confront fear is with faith. And in order to learn how to overcome fear in our life and make a difference for God in this world, we have to walk in faith and not in fear. Faith can be this vague and confusing topic. You know, exactly what is it? The writer of Hebrews, I love the way he puts it in these verses about what God means when he calls us to walk by faith. Hebrews 11 Verses one through three, and then we're gonna jump down to verse six. Says, now faith is is confidence in what we hope for and assurance about what we do not see. 
This is what the ancients were commended for. And those ancients were folks like Abraham and Enoch and uh, Abel and Noah and all of those. They were commended for their faith and having not even yet received the gift of the Holy Spirit. By faith, we understand that the universe was formed at God's command so that what is seen was not made out of what was visible. Out of darkness came what? Light. I love that, that God created light. It was dark and he took what no one could see and he created this world. We don't, I hope, we all believe in that. The creation of our world was by God, right? And without, and then we are gonna jump down to verse six. And without faith, without faith, it is impossible to please God because anyone who comes to him must believe that he exists and that he rewards those who earnestly seek him, who earnestly seek him. And when I hear that word earnestly, that means putting it all in there and going after him. And just a simple way that I like to say faith, so that maybe this will help you. Faith to me means that I live as, as though what I cannot see is more real than what I can see. Let me say that again. Faith is living as though what I can't see, I cannot see, is more real to me than what I can see. Because I can see the big worries and the big distractions and all of those things in front of me and I'm still looking for the army. Where's the help? My faith is I believe in what I cannot see and what I cannot see often is God's hand moving, okay? So that's faith to me in a simple way. When we live in fear instead of faith, it's a sure sign that we, aren't, we don't have God in his rightful place, okay? Fear is an indication that we're not fully trusting and that the enemy has found a stronghold. And this is that second thing I really wanna talk about, a stronghold in our heart from which he's going to whisper his lies. He's found a stronghold. He's got something mm, he's holding down and you aren't letting go and he's gonna use that stronghold in your life to conquer, okay? And you're gonna live in bondage to that fear. Some of those strongholds in your lives are addictions. Some of those strongholds are things you put in the box. They're addictions, they're, they're uh, self-value, not believing that you're worth anything. They are family legacies of defeat. Mental illness, anything in the world that Satan can say, it's never gonna get any better. You've tried, You've, it's just not gonna get any better. You might as well, I've given up, I'm gonna fall into that. These strongholds, and you, you, when I'm saying these, there, there are many, many strongholds in your life and God and Satan will use them to destroy you. You don't feel good enough. Depression, anxiety, and I know again, I said I, I, don't, I don't belittle clinical depression and anxiety, I know that. But even, even if you have clinical depression, the devil will give you a way to use that too. He will tell you, you'll never get any better. I don't care how many doctors you see, how many, you're, you're not gonna get any better. So just let everybody know you're depressed and you can't make that, or you can't do that, or you can't, you can. You can live free of those things. I love, I see here in this room, it's, so, it's such a great honor for me to get to be part of people's lives and see them come with bondages and strongholds in their lives and then watch their faith in God tear it down. And they live victorious and they sit here 
and they are powered up because they began to trust God. They began to not give in to those strongholds and not believe those. And as I used to say to my youth group, I still say it, they have kicked Satan's butt. I'm sorry for saying butt, no I'm not. They have kicked Satan's butt out of the, to the curve. And, and he will come and I'll say, all right, baby, my kicking foot's still working. And I will say, this is the devil. And I know it, I know it. I hear him roaring and he's trying to devour. And I said, this is you devil and I know it. In the name of Jesus, get out of here. In the name of Jesus, get out of here. So the neatest thing though, we have, to, the second way we're gonna overcome fear is we gotta break down those strongholds that you have in your heart by placing God in his rightful place on your throne. He has to be reigning, he has to be number one. And not just when you're sitting at a conference or when you're in your Bible study class. He has to be number one when you're in the middle of the worst traffic in the world and you're late for your kid's orthodontist appointment and they're not gonna see him if you don't get there. He has to be number one, always. So how do you keep him number one? How does it work? I love this. Second Corinthians chapter 10, verses three and five is so powerful for you today. This is what it says. For though we live in the world, absolutely, we live in the world. We do not wage war as the world does. The weapons that we fight with are not the weapons of the world. On the contrary, they have divine power to demolish strongholds. You got that? The weapons that we fight with are not the weapons of the world. On the contrary, they have divine power to demolish. You know what demolish means? Give me a synonym, destroy tear down, do away with. Divine, those weapons, they have divine power to demolish strongholds. We demolish arguments and every pretension that sets itself up against the knowledge of God. That's those lies that Satan is whispering in your ears. Can I get an amen? You know what I'm talking about. He's whispering them. They, they try to take you, you captive. But what you have to do is with God on the throne and with the divine powers and the weapons that you have, those weapons that you have, you are gonna take captive every thought and make it obedient to Christ. Isn't that powerful? All right, there it is, right there, that's it. He's telling you, I've got you covered. So divine weapons, I love it. He has provided us with divine weapons to demolish strongholds. Weapons that have, what kind of power? Divine power, best power in the world. The greatest, we have to, the greatest weapons we have, we have to tear down strongholds and lies that Satan is telling us. One of the greatest weapons we have is we have his divine power living within us through the power of the Holy Spirit. Sometimes you forget that. You're never alone. When you have said yes to Christ, you are never alone. He is there just waiting for you to get the big guns out and fire. Divine power in you through the power of the Holy Spirit. We have prayer. We have prayer that we can, we can go to God. And y'all, prayer is it's talking to him. It's listening, listening, listening to him. It's, in fact, I, let me, I'm, I'm gonna... 
Philippians 4, 6, and 7. I'm skipping. I hope that don't throw y'all off that there. And if you can't find it, but I need to put it in right here. Prayer. Do not be anxious about anything, but in every situation, by, what does it say? Prayer and petition with thanksgiving. I love the way you put all that together. Come to me. I want you to pray. I want you to petition me with your needs. Do it with thanksgiving. Be thankful. I love it when I can say, Lord, I'm thanking you already for what you are going to do with this petition. I'm shooting your way. I'm going to already thank you for the victory that is coming because you said it. Be it. Bring it here. Bring it on. And it says, by prayer and petition, with thanksgiving, present those requests to God. And the sweetest thing's going to happen, verse 7 reminds us, what's going to come? The peace of God. The peace of God. It will come and it will transcend all understanding. What does that mean? You can't understand it. You've got this peace in the, and boy, the bombs are flying and everything's going off. And in the midst of it, you know he is in control. Y'all with me? You with me? Okay. And it transcends that understanding and you've got this peace and it guards your heart and your mind in Christ Jesus. I, that's one of my favorite life verses, those two verses. Put it, put it to practice, my beloved. Put it to practice. All right, I wanna tell you, unlike God, we can't, we're not omnipotent. We cannot see the bigger picture or the invisible battle that God is raging around us, okay? You don't know what he is doing. You really don't sometimes even have a clue what he is doing. I love it when I find out what he did. Y'all been there? Like you get this answer and you're like, Man, Lord, I, 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 I didn't, I wasn't expecting that. But he took care of it, even, even before I, I thought he, I'd given him a time limit, but he went right on and took care of it anyway. <laughs> Just teasing. But let me go back to this, it's important. Today, he sees the bigger picture and he knows. And we've got to learn to trust God to have faith and break down those strongholds by putting God on the throne of our hearts, right? We're gonna do that. We use the divine power. One is prayer, right? One is praise. One is worship. One is get connected to one of these Bible studies. And if you have another, you go to another church, get connected there. Get around other believers. Don't forsake that. That is so important. Keep your radio blasting. I know y'all have heard me tell this story. It bears tell, telling every time. It's about my sweet tie and all my grandchildren. They had to get out for the last ball game of the, of the season or something. But anyway, so they're not here so I can really tell it. Um, <laughs> when, when Ty was about six years old, y'all have heard it, but it just, it's just powerful. He was sitting in the back seat and, 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 and Ty's a little bit on the autistic edge, you know, and he kind of sees everything straight forward, you know. There isn't any, it's all black or white. You know, that's just the way he thinks. And he said, we were leaving church and he was in the back seat, all buckled in, car seat. And he said, Granny, yes, Ty, your car play any music but God music. <laughs> and, and, and I know some of you've heard this, but I, I just had, this was a God moment like nothing else. I said, I, I don't know, Ty, let me see, honey. So I go to switching and I have a channel I got, so on God music, you know. There's something to do with God. And so that was before you had them playlists because that's all I listen to now and it's all God music. But I'd turn it to 93 point whatever and then 91.5 and, and back to the fish. And I say, you know, Ty, I, think, I, I guess, I don't think it plays anything but God music. 
That was powerful to me. Now, I think he was at that time, I really convicted my, my daughter and, and son-in-law about that country music, you know. I said, you know what time I told them a story? I said, maybe y'all ought to be getting some God music on that radio when y'all riding down the road. <laughs> and, and anyway, but it said, it, it was powerful to me because I'm going back to that God music, get your God music going. Get your God music on. I will wake up some mornings when I feel a heaviness like I did one day this past week. I felt a heaviness, right, D? I'm so glad Dean is here. And I had such a heaviness and the devil was, gonna, was trying to defeat me in so many ways, you know, and I just, I just really felt down. And um, personal, something, something personal, and then, and then I was getting over COVID, just to tell you, so I'm thinking, am I even gonna be able to make this conference? You know, Lord, what's gonna happen? And um, I said, I'm getting up. I'm kicking Satan's butt. Number one, I'm getting my little iPhone and I'm hitting my God music. And boy, I let it roll, buddy. And everywhere I went, my house was filled with the praises of God. And in just a little while, all I could do was praise God. Praising Him, adoring Him, letting Him know that. Pray, talk to Him. But better, oh, they're all great. Is get your sword out. Read it, study it, embrace it. This is my lifeline I cannot tell you, I don't know where I'd be today if I did not fall passionately in love with the Word of God. I cannot get enough of it. And I have so many well glory moments because I say, Lord, I read that before, I didn't see that. I know you hadn't changed it. You hadn't changed your Word, it's, it's never changes. It's the same today, yesterday, and it will be the same tomorrow. But it's the situations you find yourself in and I'll be just at the right place where I am supposed to be at that right moment, and it's powerful. So that's one of those divine, powerful weapons. It's the Word of God. That's why it is called a sword, because you can swing it and you can cut. It's sharper than a two-edged sword. It cuts and pierces down to the very bone of your soul, and when you cut like that, you gotta do something. You gotta do something with what God is showing you. I can't tell you, don't just, don't be satisfied. I, I, I'm not anything wrong with a, a little devotional booklet that might have two or three. Yes, I am. Get more than that. Get more than that. You know, get a journal, get a journal out and decide, just go wherever you wanna go. Say, I'm gonna read the, the book of, uh, I'm gonna read, start with the Gospel of John. Read the Gospel of John. Read it and pray before you read it and say, God, what is it in this Gospel or in this passage that you want to show me today? And write it down and, and, and apply it to your life. How can I use what was written thousands of years ago and it's amazing to me. The copyright never stops. It's still here today and it is for you. But I wanna go back, I wanna end today by telling you a story of how God brought victory over fear. It's found in 2 Kings in chapter six. The king of Aram had sent his army of soldiers and chariots to capture Elisha. Elisha, okay? A great prophet of God. And Aram was a little bit upset and he wanted him destroyed and killed and captured. So he sends his great army out to do this. And the forces have surrounded the city where Elisha is. And Elisha has a servant and this servant 
looks and he knows that they have been sent to specifically kill and destroy his master, Elijah. And this servant was overcome with fear. He is seeing, what he is seeing real is horses and chariots and a great vast army that's gonna take him down. And he's scared to death. And he goes to this great man of God, Elijah. And Elijah's response is very different from what his servants was. For you see, Elijah had decided to trust God. He had decided that God would be on his throne. And he had decided that faith to him was even what I cannot see is more real than what I can see and what I do see is a big old army out there waiting to take me down. In 2 Kings 6, 16 through 17, this is Elijah's words to his servant and his prayer. Don't be afraid. Don't be afraid, the prophet answered. Those who are with us are more than those who are with them. And the servant said, Look, I, don't, I don't see many with us. What are you talking about? <laughs> those that are with us are more than those that are with them. And Elijah prayed, and Elijah prayed, open his eyes, Lord, so that he may see. Then the Lord opened the servant's eyes, and he looked, and he saw the hills full of horses and chariots of fire surrounding Elijah. What he could not see God had showed him was more real than what he could see. Today, ladies, there are horses and chariots of fire surrounding you and you don't see it. They are there and God is sending them in and they're gonna take care of you. Open your eyes that you can see that. I love that story. Look into the hills. My help cometh from the Lord. When I look into the hills and I say that verse, I see horses and I see chariots of fire and they're really ready to rally towards Rhonda and they're ready to help me get out of that stronghold, get over that distraction, over that worry, over that anxiety that is seeking to destroy me. I love it. When the servant saw that picture, his fear wasn't justified any longer. He realized, I realized that's the way it is in our life, guys. I have to see the full picture sometimes. I can't see it either like he couldn't see it. And it's amazing to me that the God of the universe, King Jesus, loves me. The God of the universe knows every star that has ever hung. He knows every planet. He knows when they rotate. He knows when a, a meteorite's gonna fall from the sky. He knows everything. He knows when spring will come or won't come and the flowers will bud before it's even time because he said it that way. He knows when we're gonna have snow, even when the weathermen think they do. He knows everything. He, the, it amazes me that all that he does. It amazes me to, to walk out and see nature and realize the powerful God that we have. And then to realize that that same God will gently lead me, will take care of me. He's holding back 
the ocean waves when he decides to or bringing him in. It's unbelievable. And yet I matter more to him. His thoughts of me are more than the sands upon the ocean. I don't know. I don't, I don't know that I've ever thought about anybody that much. But the word tells me that he thinks about me. And remember, my name is the only name there. He thinks about you and you and you. The thoughts he has of you. I don't know about you, but if somebody's thinking about me that much, I think I'm okay to put them on the throne of my heart. Right? And they're bringing in the hills are alive with the horses and chariots of fire, led, led by my Redeemer, by my Redeemer. Leading the way is my Redeemer. Leading the way is your Redeemer. Helping me to know I do not have to live in, a, in, in, in fear. I don't have to live. I can let go and let God. But there is your part. Don't walk out here and say, man, that was good. I was so blessed by the fashion show. That was top. And then, and then Miss Bale getting up there and talking about her struggles and everything. And then all that Rhonda said. And then don't let it just be that. Don't let it, that, that can't end. If you let it end like that, you've already said, get off the throne, God. Those things that you put in that box, yeah, they're still there. But you ought to walk out of here different. You're walking out of there different. You powered up. Say, I'm powered up. Are you powered up? You powered up? When you're powered up, you're gonna do something about it. If you defeat it already when you walk out of there, nothing's gonna change. Nothing's gonna change. You got me? Just remember, as I conclude today, in order to learn how to overcome fear in life, you must confront fear with faith. You must believe that what you cannot see is more real than what you can see. You must put God on the throne of your heart and be led by his spirit and use the what kind of weapons? Divine. Divine. You can't buy them at Walmart. <laughs> Don't be looking for them there. They are divine weapons sent from God, powers, and they are going to demolish the stronghold and the lies and the fears that Satan is trying to use to control you. You got me? I love it. Amen. 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 You have to decide to trust God because all around you, listen, put your ear to the ground. They're coming. You hear them coming? The chariots of fire, the holy divine spirit of God is just waiting for you to see it. He is the one, my beloved. He is the one who makes the darkness of fear tremble. Oh, he makes it tremble. As we close, we're gonna sing, we're gonna do that, that song as we close. Am I good with time? This is an altar. I grew up in a church that had an altar and I threw myself at it every time I could. If you still, if you're still battling and you need to get to this altar, I'm gonna be walking around here as we play this song. I'd love to pray with you. 
Some of you are saying, but, but Rhonda, you, you, you must not read my worry or my distraction. I don't think you read it. It's, it's too big. I don't, I don't think I can do that. I read them. I read them. I got witnesses that saw me. I read them. Now, they went on to bed, and Rhonda was still reading. And I was still praying long after they were asleep. Every time I turned over, the greatest tragedy would be for me to, you to walk out of here and not realize that the King Jesus is waiting. He's waiting, and he's not going to let you down. That's the sweetest thing in all the world is to climb up in King Jesus' lap and him hold you and get you through it. You need to come down here and pray. I'll be down here. I'll be glad to pray with you. Lord, we love you as we finish out this, this conference. How do we ever finish out? We can't. Lord, with you, there is no finish line. There's just new beginnings. There's new ways to serve you. There's fresh anointings by you, Lord. I pray, Father, because I know the enemy. He's still prowling. No matter how hard we kick him, he'll get right back up until that great day when he is no more. Oh, sweet Jesus. I pray that these women will see the chariots of fire and hear the horses running and know that you were there. You were on the way and they will embrace you today in their lives and they will know that trusting in you, believing in you, even when they can't feel or see or even hear, but you were there. I claim this in the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus. Amen. Thank you so much for listening. If you would like to stay updated on the dates for our next women's conference, you can follow us on Instagram or Facebook. For more messages or info on Greystone Church, feel free to go to our website, greystonechurch.com.